Welcome to Fashion Your Seatbelt, your first class seat to one-on-one conversations with the fashion industry's top voices. I'm Jessica Michaud, and I created this podcast to share the joy I have in getting to know all the amazing people who bring this creative, inventive, and extraordinary business to life. You'll get to hear the cadence of their voices, the sound of their laughter, and feel firsthand how passionate they are about what they do. But before we get this show on the road, I want to say a quick thank you to GPS Radar for making this episode possible. GPS Radar is the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect. Also, I just want to remind you to leave a review. Stars are really trending right now, and it helps other very stylish listeners like yourself find the show. Now buckle up, and let's get started. Leaf Greener is a fashion force of nature. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Try as a fashion industry produced to wash your brain. To the ill-informed, she might seem like just another concrete catwalk celeb with a bright smile, a bubbly personality, and who happens to look great in eye-catching outfits. But Leaf is so much more than that. After six years as a senior fashion editor at China, she launched her own digital magazine called Leaf, which she publishes on the leading Chinese platform WeChat. It was a move that helped transform her into one of China's most influential independent fashion editors. She is endlessly being courted to consult leading Western luxury houses on how to work in China, and has made a business out of educating her compatriots on the art of fashion, while she continues to fight for more creative freedom in her own country. What I like most about Leaf is how unabashedly frank she is. She speaks from the heart, and she says what she thinks. Damn the consequences, which is a rare and refreshing thing in our industry. So get ready to experience a real fashion treat as, between puffs on her cigarette in her hotel room, Leaf lays down the law about what is working and not working in this industry that we both love. So, Leaf, thank you so much for speaking with us. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you to having me for having me. <laughs> um, I just wanted to go back. I guess we can start with something easy. I wanted to talk talk about your childhood and growing up in China and Beijing and. And what that was like, and kind of your first contacts with fashion. Oh, first contact! I remember when I was young.、Um, so my family have this kind of atmosphere, you know, like they always really into fashion. So and they always, you know, buy beautiful clothes. And I remember my mom、um, read a lot of like fashion magazines and watch you know fashion TV. So I remember I just watching fashion TV. So I watched the fashion shows、mm-hmm. through that program. So and then yeah, so I just got so inspired, which is I wanna become a fashion designer. So I told my dad, and then my dad said you have to study art first. So, yeah. So I started art, fun art. And I went to、uh, universities to、uh, study fashion design major.、Mm-hmm. So I supposed to graduate as a fashion designer, and unfortunately, I failed during the process because I cannot handle the production. So I become like journalist and stylist. So you graduated with that degree. Then how did you end up becoming a journalist? I just had an opportunity to meet、uh, some editors long time ago for different magazines in China, and then I was study. I was start starting to write 
some articles for a newspaper in China. Later on, I got an opportunity to to be a, a you know freelance stylist to be able to involve a lot of shooting with different magazines in China, in mm-hmm. Beijing especially. Mm-hmm. So then and then just. Like that, so I was freelance for a while, and then became editor later on. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. well, let's talk about your style because、um, you have a really strong aesthetic. Lots of bold colors, lots of bold prints. Is that something that you got from your mom, or is that completely your own? How can you talk about that a little bit? <laughs> I think I think just because my personality is quite of、uh, colorful, I feel like me myself and I. It just could be a three different person, you know. It's like a gypsy student philosopher. So, for me, I just like I like to play with the clothes, you know. It just reflection of my personality and my thinking. So you were freelance stylist, and then you came on board, and you were the senior fashion editor for Condé Nast, Self Magazine, and then El China. Yes.、Um, and then eventually also guest editor for Vogue China. How did、um, during that time period? How did China's relationship with fashion kind of evolve and change as you were working there? Is there? Did you see a big shift during those years? One thing I've been noticed changing a lot is just、uh, the way we are. Support young Chinese designers, you know.、Um, I feel for this part at the beginning for this business, most of the magazine they don't really support independent Chinese fashion designers, and I think for this part is getting you know developing later on,、mm-hmm. and then another part is I feel、um, for the. The bigger part is just uh,、um, the way how we you know deal with fashion. We try to build up our own voice. I remember when we spoke not too long ago. You said that it that in China it was hard to be creative because you didn't have freedom. That was one of the things you said to me. Do you think that's still the case? That that in China you can't there isn't there's this limit to the creativity that's possible because there's a limit to the freedom in China. Yes, I think it's still there.、Mm-hmm. I think it depends how you see freedom. I think right now, nowadays, look at around the world. You know, it just freedom is very limited. Like personally, I feel,、um, yeah, China still have this issue to be able to be really open minded. You know, have a you know like very strong freedom. You know, environment for the creative class. But I mean, right now our new president, Xi President, I think he's trying so hard to help the you know the people, especially entrepreneur, young entrepreneur companies, you know, to be able to really, you know,、uh, build up their own you know creatively you know field. So I think he's trying, but it's just it just cannot change. One day,、mm-hmm. Now, well, you did something that was quite bold and, and creative in your own way. I mean, you left these great, you know, big name publications, L and Vogue, etc., to launch your own、uh, WeChat magazine named after you, Leaf. What made you decide to leave the safety net of those kind of big fashion publications and launch your own thing? <sighs> well, I think. I just want to do something different, first of all, and 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 second of all, I just want to, yeah, try to 
have more like uh, individual voice. I'm just sick of the just doing the same cliche, you know, stories. That's why I decide just to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. And then, so, because what are you, so what are you doing different? How when you talk about cliche and what you're doing, what's how are you setting yourself apart from what maybe the Chinese fashion loving you know person sees from these more traditional publications? Well, I believe digital world is, is still have a place to be, you know, uh, developing in very educated, a solid way. You know, it's not like a, oh, everybody doing digital, everyone is shit. You know, I mean, it just depends how you uh, how you use this tool. I mean, it's just like money. It's the same thing. It's very neutral. You know, like you know, the bad people use money. You know what I mean, and the good people use money as a charity, mm-hmm. and then, and then so I feel like the digital world is the same thing. I mean, as a print editor, I mean, graduate and experience. You know, I mean, I always adore print, and I, I, I admire traditional, and you know, I respect traditional, and the way how to editorial the stories. You know, in in fashion, also I. You know, admire old fashioned. I'm still writing notebooks. You know, each year I have one notebook. You know, I write down things. I don't mm-hmm. do you know the notebook just iPhone. You know, something mm-hmm. like that. And so I believe you know digital could have something better. You know, so that's why I launched you know this WeChat magazine through mm-hmm. WeChat app, which mm-hmm. is a social media app. And the way I'm thinking to doing. Which I'm is like a curated to cure a, a, a sh- exhibition for for a museum, you know. So that's the way I want to do it. Mm-hmm. I know it sounds crazy because who's gonna read that? You know, it's like you know, they just everybody love gossip. Digital is only for gossip, you know. But I don't do that. I w- I hope and I wish one day we need some rules for the digital world as well. Mm-hmm. Like how many fake news over there? Yeah, you I know. know. Well, and then also you. I remember we were talking about that. You said like in China, there's a lot of you take a press release that's given to you and it's just reworded. Whereas yes, exactly. You know, a lot of like the, the, the website or the bloggers in China mm-hmm. who's doing digital work and they just copy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and translate that. And the, for the Chinese readers, I mean. They don't know because they've been blocked by the Chinese government, and also we have we we don't speak English. You know, we have only maybe ten percent people from the population who can understand in English or speak really good English. And then we need to put this law. You know, mm-hmm. and not only for China. There's the same issue around the world. We can see. Yeah, a you know. standard, a, you know, a, yeah. a code of conduct. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, 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 I, definitely. As a, yes. as a fellow journalist, I absolutely agree with that. There should right? be a code of conduct. Yes, yeah. Sure. So. Well, talking about um, relationships and maybe a code of conduct, I know you work a lot as, um, uh, you know, giving advice and, and doing partnerships with brands. Can you talk a little bit about that part of what you do, um, this kind of ambassadorship and working with brands? Hmm. Which part? Being a model or just <laughs> the consultant behind the scenes? Well, both. I mean, you know, you are definitely one of, you know, the Concrete Catwalk's favorite people to photograph. There's that aspect of it. I mean, is that something that you, do you have deals with with uh, 
with the brand to like wear certain things or is it all you and you're styling yourself and you put on whatever you want? And then also talking about your the brands and how you team up with them for events, etc. I only like to work with the brand. I truly believe the value of the brand, you know, the, the, the brand's philosophy, you know, and... And then that kind of brand I would love to work with and in the long term, win-win relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, so that's why I, you know, for me, that's another reason I quit, you know. <laughs> you know? That's why you quit the, the big publications because you yeah. wanted to have that freedom. Oh, mm. I respect my, you know, my company. That, that's their decision to, to decide which brand they work, which brand they don't work, you know. But the in-house as editor, you know, you have to respect that. And I respect that too. But the, for me personally, I, I'm thinking, you know, it's just like I need a change, you know, personal mm-hmm. way, you know, because you always have to face to yourself what's the next step to grow more so for me it's uh, that stage is over you know because I feel like I studied enough mm-hmm. as a print editing in-house that's why I go in- independent and I work with a brand who I truly believe I help them giving advice you know, about how they're developing in the Chinese market because it's so complex you know it's well, so complicated well let's talk let's talk about that then because that was definitely one of the questions I wanted to ask you which was this understanding or misunderstanding that western brands luxury brands have coming to China like what would you say their biggest misconceptions or the things you have to kind of explain to them the Chinese market just like you really have to be there to do some research and study you know to be able at least to be able to walk around the city not just stuck in the hotel room Mm. They really have to get involved with the culture and um, talk to the people and try to make friends with them. So then what brands would you say are getting it right in China? I think Hermes, luxury brand. I'm talking about luxury brand. I'm not talking about fast fashion brand. Luxury brand, I think Hermes is doing quite a well understanding about the Chinese culture, not because they they have you know they they launched another brand called Shangxia, mm-hmm. and only support the Chinese you know traditional uh, craftsmanship that kind of you know culture you know and and helping the craft uh, craftsmen you know shipment and produce and create a very beautiful product. I feel that every time, for example, they they they. they they're doing an event in China. They always uh, uh, think how to link uh, with the local culture mm-hmm. in different way. You know, depends what kind of event they're doing, and also the the way they're doing events. Mm-hmm. So I think they're doing pretty well on this case. That's why this. They, they still sells very well, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, it sells really well everywhere. You talked about uh, using yourself as a way to promote brands that you liked, and you mentioned that China is starting, and Chinese consumers, luxury consumers, are starting to also appreciate locally grown designers. Which Chinese designers are you really excited about and like want to promote? I really like Hui Zhang, mm-hmm. uh, who is based in. London and his collection showing during London Fashion Week as well. So I think he has the vision and also has a skill to be able to build his brand as a, you know, like, like a brand, mm-hmm. not just independent designer. Let's talk about you. Like, what is your next big challenge? Which is, what's your goal? What's, what's your next mission for or your brand, the, the We Magazine? Oh, I want to produce something really 
solid and qualified contents.、Mm-hmm. No matter what I do, I want to send a message.、Mm-hmm. I just don't like to do anything, waste my time, waste your time. You know, yeah. So I think so many gun junk food in the world. Why have be the one of them?、Mm-hmm. You know. So yeah. So that's my the goal、thing. is not to be junk food. No. So where. Where do you see fashion going? What, when you look into the future, where do you maybe want it to go? What, how do you want it to change or shift, or where do you think it's headed? I think we have to stop being fake. Okay. Yeah. In what way, fake? In many ways. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what? Fake with your Instagram posts? Fake in the way you? I don't know. The way how we promote.、Mm-hmm. The way how to、uh, say a. a A show is brilliant. Our designer is so genius. We never see the thing before. The people we use as a model, ambassador, anything you know,、mm-hmm. the, 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 just from the beginning、mm-hmm. to the end. All right. So to finish, I have because I've interviewed people for twenty years, and there's always these kind of five generic fashion questions that you kind of have to ask everybody. So I'm going to ask them to you now. So you ready? Ah, I'm nervous. <laughs> All right. So, what is the most treasured piece of clothing that you own? My pajama. Your pajamas? Yes. <laughs> Any pajamas will do, or are you like a silk, silk jump? You know, I need pajamas. Works. <laughs> you just want pajamas. I just love pajamas. Why?、Mm. What is it about pajamas? It's just freedom. Okay. I give you a you know the freedom and comfy. Mm-hmm. What is the one item of clothing that every woman should invest money in? Oh my god! Take all the time you want. <laughs> I think everything. <laughs> <laughs> you think everybody should invest in quality in everything? Yes, luxury, luxury, about right. I hate fast fashion、mm-hmm. because when people buy it and then they without thinking they buy again they throw away it was like seven weeks you know.、Mm-hmm. You know, from the research I heard, I was like, seven weeks gone. Really? Yeah, that's very. Oh no,、scary. seven days. Seven days. Seven days gone.、Yeah. Oh, so basically they wear it until they have to wash it. Instead of washing it, they throw it away. Yes, because it's too cheap for most of people. You know, and then it's like, oh my god, the planet. We are the second industry to pollution the planet, the、mm-hmm. earth. Yeah, the fashion first industry. Fashion, first is oil business. So fashion industry just after oil. Yeah, exactly. How crazy is that? Who is your favorite designer, living or dead? Oh, the dead one, Balenciaga. Did you see the exhibition, the Balenciaga exhibition here yes, in Paris? Yes, so beautiful.、Yeah. My God, so good. Yeah, I love him.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the dead one? No, the living one, right now,、uh, Mutual Prada. Okay. Oh, can I see the retired one? Sure, <laughs> Magello. <laughs> I love your choice. So Balenciaga, Mucha Prada, and Martin Magello. I think that's a, that totally explains you as a person. Those three people are so different and so unique, just like you. What is one fashion trend you will never follow? That you will never do? All the follow trends. <laughs> I hate trends. <laughs> Listen to me. Lady and gentlemen, try as a fashion industry produce to wash your brain. <laughs> Good. Okay. No following trends. Got it. No. Final question: What do you love most about fashion? 
creativity. Yeah, creativity. I think that's a lot most. And then right now, I feel that's creativity. Yeah. Okay. A lot of copy. So it just like life is another copy of another copy, like a you know Fight Club. <laughs> you know, like what Fight Club said. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking thank the time. Thank you so much, so much. too. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Don't want to miss an episode of Fashion Your Seatbelt? No problem. Just go to iTunes or wherever you download your podcasts and click on the subscribe button. Then every new episode will drop into your feed automatically. No fuss, no muss. Fashion Your Seatbelt is made possible thanks to the wonderful people at Launchmetrics, the software company that is powering the fashion industry. And GPS Radar, the members-only website where leading fashion brands and media connect in style. I am a member of GPS Radar, and I can tell you, as a journalist, it has made my work life run much more smoothly. Believe me, I know. I'm Jessica Michaud.